We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helfen. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Tuesday, August 22nd edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Football. Joining me today, fantasy football fanatic and new NXT tag team champion, Eric Young. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Yeah, a huge fan of the show. I listen to every pod, so it's it's a cool for me to be on here talking talking football with you. You've been talking. We we talked before we started recording. I, I feel like you were doing stuff for Fantasy Sports Network. Now you're kind of all over the place doing fantasy football analysis too. I don't know where you find the time. Yeah, I, uh, technology is an amazing, beautiful thing. Uh, having your phone, and you know, I'm sure you've been playing fantasy football for years. It's never been so easy to play. Like having a smartphone, you can do it anywhere at any time. So uh, my sleep is at a it's at a premium right now. But that's uh, self inflicted. I'm a lunatic when it comes to this stuff. I just love it. Good. And me too. Hey, I, I keep joking. The, the, the listeners are joking around with me when I say I've been playing for 30 years. Like, how old are you? But, you know, whatever. It's, it's <laughs> I never quit. Never going to stop doing this. All right. Everybody, uh, first thing I want to mention, uh, Odell Beckham. So are we, are we putting him in bubble wrap now until the season opener, you think? Yeah, I would imagine. It's, I'm, I have this, like, love-hate with preseason where, like, 
I'm excited and I watch every game. And then at the same time, so like my first kind of real draft was uh, two days ago. And of course, my first pick was Odell Beckham. <laughs> so now, so here we go. So now, now it flips over to the, to the hate side of the relationship. So actually I watched the game this morning. I've got a NFL game pass, which is amazing. I've never had it before. And I watched the condensed, uh, condensed version of a game this morning. So yeah, it's, uh, but with Odell, it's, it's terrifying. You mean like it's, I guess they're saying it's a clean hit, but you know, the players are saying it's dirty and it's just, it's like your worst nightmare as a fantasy player to see that happen to a guy that you have on one of your teams. Absolutely. It sounds like he's going to be okay. Sounds yeah. like it wasn't a bad because the, the rumor last night, I mean, it looked terrible, like you said. Then the first rumor was maybe it's a high ankle sprain. But of course, you know, you, you, you're on Twitter. You can believe anything because there's eight million different rumors right away because everybody's got a medical de- degree on Twitter. Of and, course. Uh, it turns out that it sounds like it's not bad. He said it wasn't too bad. It, right now, if you had to guess, he'd probably be available for the season opener. Thank goodness. So for you, especially since you just drafted him. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, just for football, I, I, I feel like uh, fantasy football and football in general is a better place when Odell Beckham plays. So, no kidding. Uh, yeah, he's a guy that I love watching. Uh, he's a freak. It doesn't even make sense. Like, he's not even that tall. Like, you know, as far as a wide receiver, like he's not a big body by any means. And he's just he just catches everything. He's awesome. He really is awesome. And I can't believe that he, he went with the 12th pick a couple of years ago when I first saw him in the NFL. I'm going, really? Yeah. Everybody else passed on him? Yeah. All right. Um, everyone, we'd like to thank Yahoo Fantasy Football for sponsoring the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. You can sign up now for Yahoo Fantasy Football at rotowire.com slash Yahoo. Uh, if you want to check us out on Twitter, Eric is at the Eric Young. I'm at jhelpin37. You can also tweet us at Rotowire and get player updates at Rotowire NFL. Oh, yeah, and we're on Facebook, too. Okay. Um, I was researching some of your fantasy football stuff last night. Uh, you were talking to the someone recently about sleeper quarterbacks, and I feel like I've been hearing this name more. Brian Hoyer, you like him? Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, for me, like I think sleeper I'm, is kind of a relative term now, yeah. like because there's so much information. Like everyone knows everyone, uh, you know. Like okay, if you play in a league with you know your mom and your your five year old brother, like maybe he doesn't know who he is, <laughs> right? But everyone else knows who Brian Hoyer is. For me, like he's. I feel like he's just been disrespected everywhere he goes. I, and by no mean do I think he's a great quarterback, but I do think he's a good quarterback. And I think he is a very good fantasy quarterback in Shanahan's system. I, I'm expecting him to do pretty big things. And he's a guy that you can get super late, like 12th, 16th round, sometimes even later. Let's so in a lot of leagues. He's going undrafted. So I've got him, I think on, uh, I'm not allowed to play MFL tens this year um, because I live in Tennessee. Aww. So that was a, that, that was a fun development. So I've switched over to NFFC 25s. Um, I've got a few of those, and I've got him on all of my my MFL t- or uh, NFFC teams. Okay, and, and is is that how much of it is about Shanahan, and how much of it is about the Niners are going to be losing a lot? For me, it's probably sixty percent Shanahan. You know, like he's he's been a guy that produces huge quarterback numbers everywhere he's gone. So like to me, like they're going to be down because their defense is bad. And I know this is like, you know, this is always the argument, you know, I mean, but I feel like that's the thing. Like, look at Jacksonville. They haven't been good in years. And Blake Bortles has been like a top eight quarterback for like the last couple of years. So for me, I think Brian Hoyer is kind of in the same vein, but obviously he's better than Blake Bortles. Right. And I, I, I kind of like her. I think when he played when he played in Cleveland and when he played in Houston, look, I mean, he's not a guy in real football. He really want to win with, but he's competent, which is fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, ultra competent would maybe maybe be the title. Okay. Um, speaking of hopefully competent quarterbacks, uh, did, the Broncos are saying Trevor Simeon is going to be the starter. Um, same situation as last year. No surprises. Uh, are, are you happier for, for Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders? Are you happier to that it's Simeon as opposed to Paxton Lynch? I don't know happier, but for me, like, I think it's the right decision for the Denver Broncos. Like I love fantasy sports, but overall I'm, I'm a football fan. And if I'm, if I'm running the team of Denver, I want Simeon, like they've got arguably the best defense in the NFL. They're going to have favorable field position a lot of the time. And you want a guy that's going to take care of the ball. He's not going to turn it over. He's going to be accurate. And that's Trevor Simeon. He doesn't excite you by any means. I don't, you know, but having those two guys on the outside, uh, I think uh, I have a little, I have uh, some belief in CJ Anderson more than most people. I think this year. Yeah. So I think that they're going to be able to move the ball well enough where he'll be an okay NFL quarterback fantasy wise. I don't know. I mean, maybe Thomas, you know, with the volume Sanders with some volume, but I don't, I don't think those guys are going to be guys that I'm going to be going after in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, last year, those guys, I, I think I looked yesterday and, and PPR wise, Thomas was the number 15 or so receiver last year. And Sanders was about 25. I mean, the touchdown numbers are low. The catches are, they're fine. They're not great. They're not excited. They don't excite you, but they're okay. Yeah. I feel like because of the defense and, and because that they're going to take care of the ball, I mean, they're fair and they're, they're, they're a good floor. Like they're not going to, you know, they're not going to have these huge seasons where you can depend on them, you know, week in and week out to win you games, but keep you in it. You know, uh, you know, if you draft someone like Demarius Thomas with someone else with, with huge upside that you don't know, like for me, like Corey Davis, I think in Tennessee is a guy that has an unlimited ceiling, but nobody knows. I, I'm terrified of rookies. I, I don't often pick them just because we have no idea what they're going to be and how they're going to fit in anywhere. So, um, but yeah, I mean, for me, Simeon is, is, is okay. I don't think I would take him on any of my teams, best ball or, or regular. Right. Okay. And you mentioned CJ Anderson. I want to, I want to talk about that for a second because I feel like he's not getting enough love from people. He's, everybody seems to think they're, they're trying to find ways to get CJ Anderson out of there. When they signed Jamal Charles, everybody said, Oh, you know, we can't draft CJ Anderson now. And now D'Angelo Henderson looks great in the preseason. There's up. Oh, there you go. There's another one. CJ Anderson's still pretty good, right? Yeah. I feel like so last year it was, it was Booker, you know, you know, Oh, look at, you know, Booker will be the, the right. starter by, by week five. And now we're doing this all over again with Henderson. For me, I got, I've got uh, CJ Anderson as my, my running back 12. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's probably way high that why higher than most, but they want to run the ball. Like, first of all, like we just said, Trevor Simeon is their quarterback. They're going to want to run the ball. The volume's going to be there. He's a big guy that can handle the abuse. And I think volume, you I mean, for me with running backs, it's just about volume and he's, he's going to be the guy there. I'm hoping Jamal Charles. I love Jamal Charles. I want to have magic elixir to rub it over his knees so he can play because <laughs> I like to watch him play, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I think if he plays, if he gets eight to 10 touches a game and Anderson gets the, the majority of the rest, the Denver Broncos running game is going to be really good. Uh, I think you're right. And right now, CJ Anderson off the board. I'm looking at MFL ADPs. He's going 22nd running back off the board. I, I'm 17th, so I'm closer to you. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like he's not getting enough that pe- people aren't respecting him enough. I, I see the pitfalls, yep. but you know, I still like him. One more running back thing. Um, I mentioned this on Monday's show that there was a story out of Philly 
that people were, they, they were speculating. It wasn't like the coaches said anything. They're speculating about LeGarrette Blunt. And I think one, one of the beat writers said, you know, m- there's a chance that he won't make the team, which was surprising to hear because people looked and went, all right, you know, they have a pretty good line. And it's not like he's in the New England situation, but still not bad. And he was going at a pretty bargain price. Then Monday, I felt like more stuff were coming out. People are talking about, you know what, he's not a lock and he doesn't look great. And maybe they prefer Wendell Smallwood. And I mean, Blunt was, I think, the 32nd running back off the board. So it's not like he was going to cost you much. But, you know, what do you do with this information with Blunt at this point? Do you just completely avoid him? I, I feel like I'm avoiding him anyways. Like, look, like he scored those touchdowns because he played for New England. Like right. that that's it. And if he was the player that scored those touchdowns and a player that they believe in, then he would still be in New England. I think the Philadelphia Eagles paid like $450,000. Like that's his salary. Like that means that Wendell Smallwood is making more money than he is. And a lot of times in the NFL, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to burst the bubble, but like it comes down to money. And the team can cut LeGarrette Blunt and and lose nothing. He's not go- likely not going to be there next year, so I I think it could be a real thing that they're going to cut him. So it's uh, it's crazy to think that a guy could score eighteen touchdowns and then be unemployed the following year. But hey, that's the that's the NFL. Yep. And right now, Smallwood, I mean, he's going to cost you nothing. He's going to cost you a final round draft pick, basically, looking at ADPs. It might sneak up if this if the rumor mill keeps going on this. And if Blunt gets cut, then he's going to change. But um, so does this make you does news like this? If you're drafting today, you see news like this. Do you kind of look at Darren Sproles a little more closely? I know he's a different kind of back, but you say, well, there's opportunity at least maybe for him to get the ball some more. Yeah, actually, um, in the write-up that you sent me, you asked me about sleepers at each position. My sleeper is Darren Sproles. He's a guy that I really like, like. Okay, he's old, but his skill set didn't go away. Like he's still super quick. You know, he knows how to get into space, make people miss. He's a tough little player. He's another one of the guys like I love watching him play football because it doesn't make any sense. Like he's so tiny right. that he, you know, he shouldn't even be allowed to play in the NFL for fear of him getting broken in half. But there he is, you know, and he's still, still, still good. And and at the end of last year was was catching a ton of balls, and I think. I really believe for, you know, for better or worse, I believe in the Philadelphia's offense this year. And I think Carson Wentz, especially, is going to take a massive step forward, like massive step. I think he's going to end up being, you know, a top 12 quarterback this year. So Darren Sproles is a guy that I really like. because You can get him really late. Yeah, you really can. And I, I kind of that makes me happy. In one of my early drafts, I had Wentz as my second. It's a two quarterback league and I took Wentz and I feel like you're you. I, I'm sort of with you on Wentz, but I feel like a lot of other people aren't. Like people are yeah. really sour on him. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are sour on him, and I don't. I don't see that. I thought. I mean, like I think feel like people are forgetting. Like last year, he was a rookie, you know, and he he was good. He was good, you know. He was he was a pretty good rookie quarterback, learning the system for the first year. So now he's got another whole year in the system. You know, and I I don't know whether to believe the Aguilar hype and stuff like that. I want to believe. I want to believe it because he was so highly touted coming out of college. Right. So we're, we're going to, I guess time will tell with that. Okay. Everybody, we got to thank our friends at Yahoo fantasy football for sponsoring the Rotowire fantasy football podcasts with Yahoo fantasy football. There are endless ways to feel the wins each week, whether it's a winning waiver claim, winning pieces, smack talk, or actually winning on the field. It's football in its funnest, best form where there's no such thing as an excessive celebration. 
Yahoo Fantasy Football is free to play and easy to use on a desktop or on mobile with the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app. You can sign up today, rotowire.com slash Yahoo. Download the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app, which has been rated number one by the Fantasy Sports Trade Association for three years in a row. The Yahoo Fantasy app Messenger allows for all the witty banter and smack talk that your league can muster. The app is just as extensive as the desktop experience, letting you draft, trade, and check waiver options right on your phone. Gives you in-depth player and matchup analysis to help you fine-tune your roster each and every week. Switch your league to Yahoo, where you can manage your league dues for free. Sign up today for Yahoo Fantasy Football. Rotowire.com slash Yahoo. That's rotowire.com slash Yahoo. Yahoo Fantasy Football. Feel the wins. Okay. Let's get to some draft strategy. You can draft on Yahoo, by the way, if you sign up. After Johnson and Bell, do, do you have Johnson and Bell as, as number one and number two overall, generally? I do. Yep. Okay. So after that, I look at that, and with Elliott out of the picture, or at least out of the top of the first round picture, where do you go? If you have the eighth pick or the 12th pick or whatever it might be, after Johnson and Bell, I'm assuming you go wide receivers. How deep do you go wide receivers before you look at the next running back? Are you a, are you a wide receiver guy or do you say, hey, maybe Devontae Freeman or LaShawn McCoy jumps ahead of uh, A.J. Green or Julio or whoever? So at the start of, of every year, I actually use R- Rotowire's draft kit. I've used it for the last three years. It's, yeah. it's, it's awesome. So what I do is, is at this, you know – Right after the NHL playoffs end, that's when I start, you know, every day, like I'm kind of moving guys up and moving guys down. So I don't have like a, a standard and a PPR rating. I, I will kind of adjust how I'm picking for for whatever league scoring I'm playing in. But after Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, I've got Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Mike Evans. And then my third running back is Melvin Gordon at seven. Okay. So Melvin Gordon before, like I said, A.J. Green. Yep. And let's say, well, then you get Michael Thomas and Jordy and guys like that. Yep. Uh, Melvin yep. Gordon, I've talked about him with some people here. Last year, he was good. The volume was certainly there. And, you know, Woodhead getting hurt helped that. Mm-hmm. But he only averaged 3.9 a carry. No, no third running back is bold. No, no hesitation on him from you. It doesn't sound like it. No, no. For me, I feel like the offensive line was was decimated last year, right? Like they, you know, like every week it was like an, another two new guys that you never even heard of. So uh, I feel like I don't think that they have a good offensive line, but I think he's a good enough player where he he can he can make up for those things. And so Danny Woodhead's gone, so there's no one behind him like Brandon Oliver. Uh, I think Kenneth Farrow, like. Right. There's no one there that's going to steal touches. He, he's only going to come off the field when he needs to catch his breath. So I feel like the volume 100% is going to be there. The touchdowns are going to be there. Um, the new uh, running backs guy, coach there, is a guy that's had success everywhere he's gone. So that's that's why I believe in him. I had McCoy above him, but I dropped him down one below. I'm a, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, and it's – it just terrifying. Like he's the only game left in town. So I, I you know, I want to have someone where the passing game could be a real threat. And I think the San Diego Chargers are going to be an offense to reckon with this year. I do too. And I mean, it's too bad about Mike Williams with that whole thing going on, but yeah, Tyrell's pretty good. And Keenan Allen's back and both tight end. Okay. So what do you, another thing I've been asking people about Henry and Gates, I feel like a lot of people like Hunter Henry but the people who draft Hunter Henry are going to hate Antonio Gates. Yeah, so I had uh, Hunter Henry. I ended up picking him up in a bunch of my leagues last year. Um, and a few, I had Gates. So I, I 
because he gets hurt all the time. I picked Hunter Henry in like the last round. It ended up being a really, you know, made me look really smart because uh, Hunter Henry had a hell of a year. But that's because Gates didn't play. So right now, Gates is healthy. Uh, Gates is going to play. Like, we know that. He, he's one of the best tight ends of all time. He's old, but, he I mean, he's going to catch touchdowns. That's what he does. Right. So that's that's terrifying for me. For me, Hunter Henry is going too high now because everyone wants to think of last year and all the touchdowns he scored. You can't guarantee touchdowns. So, and Gates being healthy, especially, you know, at the, at the start of the year, is going to really affect that. So I, I'm... I'm not going to have him on many teams at all because he's going too high. Yeah, he, he's going as I think the number eight tight end. I, I feel like Gates is going to catch 35 passes with seven of them being touchdowns or something because yep. Rivers loves to look for him down there. And, and the yep. Henry owners are going to be so happy. They're going to say, oh, he's he's five for 86 in this game. And wow, he's playing great. And then Rivers is going to throw a touchdown to Gates and piss them off. Yeah. So. All right. Yep. Um Another draft strategy, quarterbacks. What do you do? Are you a weight on quarterbacks? Now, I know you, you participate in, in what we'll call fantasy industry drafts, where we all wait on quarterbacks. Yep. But generally, do you like to wait, or are you the guy who owns Brady Rogers Breeze? Um, in in the, the, the first draft I did this year was an industry draft. It was a flex, flex draft in Washington. Mm-hmm. So Because like you said, like everyone waits. So a lot of times in drafts, I want to be first or last at whatever position. You know, I either want to get in early and get the best guy or the top of, of what I consider is the best guy at that position, or I want to wait and then have a bunch of guys, you know, a bunch of depth guys and hoping that one or two of them hit. So for me, um, everyone waits and waits and waits. So I got Aaron Rodgers at the end of the fourth round to me, like that's a steal. Yep. Like I, you know, like I'm not going to, I'm not going past the fourth round. No way. Like not for Aaron Rodgers. And I would have taken Tom Brady if Aaron Rodgers was there to, had been gone. So I don't own Tom Brady yet, but I'm not afraid to get him there. I won't take them before that, but anywhere in the fourth round, if either of those guys are there, I take them. Cause I think they're going, it's going to be those two guys at the top of the heap. Then there's going to be a big gap. And then there's going to be four or five other guys. And then another huge gap. That's kind of always how I feel about quarterbacks. Okay. Um, and so, so do you have Rogers ahead of Brady? I think it's pretty close. I do. I do. But I'm like, man, I keep looking at new England's offense and it's just like, how are you going to, how are you going to stop them? Like what if they put Gillisley and Burkhead in the backfield and they put Allen and Gronkowski and, and two receivers on the field? Like, what do you do? How do you, how do you stop that offense? I agree. Like, I don't, I don't know how you're going to stop it. Um, and People had trouble stopping it last year, and this year it's it's twice as good. Yeah, it's interesting. They've got a lot of movable movable parts, so yeah, they're going to be fun to watch. Okay, um, you mentioned Gronkowski. Uh, same similar question. Tight ends. Do you do you go early on the tight ends, which would basically be Gronk, Kelsey, and then a little bit before Reed and Olsen, or do you wait on tight ends generally? Uh, I usually wait. So I actually have Kelsey as my number one, just because. Gronkowski it always gets hurt. Like I want to own him. I want to, cause I, he's another guy that I love watching play. Like he's an animal, like just a complete animal, but he, it's just terrifying back surgeries and shoulder surgeries and knee surgeries. He's just so beat up and how he plays. Like he's not going to change how he plays. He's going to play that way. Cause that's how he's played his whole life. So, you know, he's just terrifying to me. I want to own him, but he just goes too soon for me. Um, I actually have Zach Ertz. This is going to – someone will make fun of me, and that's fine. But I have Zach Ertz as my number four tight end. Okay. 
I had him high. I think I had him at six, but I moved him up to my number four because I believe with Matthews gone, he's going to rule the middle of that field and he's going to have crazy volume. And a lot, a lot of the argument is like, oh, he doesn't score touchdowns. Well, I don't think he's going to need to score touchdowns. I think he's going to have so much volume and yardage. And if he scores five touchdowns, you're laughing at the tight end position. OK, so you, that means that, that tells me you dropped Reed out of there, I guess. Yeah, Reed is is uh, my number six. OK. Um, I mean, that's understandable dropping out Reed. The guy I want to ask you about though. So, so if you have Ertz that high, I like Ertz. What do you get? 75 passes last year? Yeah. 74. A lot. Um, why not? Why him over Tyler Eifert? Tyler Eifert is another guy. Like, I mean, he, he hasn't played 16 games ever, Yeah. you know, like not, not ever. He, and he's a guy that, you know, I, I would have really liked but he just gets – I don't I – maybe it's recency bias because I had him on a bunch of teams last year. Um, you know, he's a guy – he scores touchdowns. I mean, I think at the start of the year, it's going to be the kind of the same thing that you always see, and then he gets hurt. So just – he just terrifies me with, with injury and stuff, and I think I think Ertz is going to just – he's just going to control the whole middle of the field there. They've got – you know, they got Brandon LaFell. They picked up uh, John Ross. They got to stretch the field. So I feel like Eifert is going to be a touchdown guy, but I don't think his volume is going to be there like Ertz. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Ertz is like – I, I, I feel like people underrate him. I think what happens is because he has he, – he, the last couple of years – I know he did the year before because he makes his catches – he made his catches in bunches – I mean, yep. the year before he caught but something like 30 passes in the last four games or something. And everybody said, oh, you know, it was fluky and kind of wrote him off a little bit, which I thought was stupid. But um, all right, everybody, football season's right around the corner, as you know, if you've been listening here every day. Uh, it's time to fire up those fantasy leagues. And, and as I said earlier, I've been playing for 30 years. And, you know, the most platforms, solid, stable, but they tend to look the same. And sometimes you want to try something a little different. Um, and every year I look for something like that. And, and I've checked out SleeperBot, who is, uh, thank, we thank them for being a sponsor on this podcast. Uh, SleeperBot, it, it's pretty cool. It's a game changer, really. You check, download the app on the App Store. You can set up a league in three taps on your phone screen. Um, it's so easy for you to invite your buddies to join the league. It has a full suite of features uh, to help the commissioner, which really is really good because being a commissioner is tough work. Sleeperbot looks really good. Really cool draft board that you can cast on a TV. Plenty of fun animations. The app just feels more modern, social, fun. Really, really cool. And now that I've checked it out, we're going to do a listener league, as I keep mentioning. Uh, I'll have information about that pretty soon, probably next week. Um, but I'm, I'm going to use that league on Sleeperbot this season, and, and I hope some of you check it out with me. And please go check out the app Sleeperbot on the App Store. Like I said, just search it on the App Store. Um, your commissioner and league mates are going to thank you. Thanks a lot, Sleeperbot. Okay, I wanted to talk about, I, I joke around that some guys I've been talking about too much. And guys like, and, it's be, and some of them I don't agree with, but it's guys like Joe Mixon and Marshawn Lynch and Dalvin Cook and, um, and, and Kirk Cousins, who I keep saying doesn't get enough love, but I won't talk about him anymore today. There's some guys, I started scrolling through rankings and, I, and I'm saying, who don't, not, who don't, not just who don't I talk about much, but who does guys? I feel like they just kind of slotted in decent ranking spots, but nobody's excited about them. They're just kind of guys who I, I like to say sometimes you got to put them somewhere. And I want to see how you feel about them. First one right. is Terrence West, who I think is kind of underrated. I know Woodhead's there, and Woodhead's going to get his. Terrence West is there is, is their early down back and probably their goal line back. 
And, and I feel like he, I've got him at 21 at running back because I feel like he's going to get a pretty solid amount of work for them. Do, do you, what, what do you think of Terrence West as a fantasy option? Yeah, I do feel he's probably not getting the respect. Like, I mean, I feel like when he played, he played well. He He's the starting running back for for the Baltimore Ravens, but I don't, I don't know what they're going to be. I think that might be like they, when I think of the Baltimore Ravens, I think of like this hard nosed team that runs the ball. But last year they threw the ball more than any team. And yeah. Terrence West doesn't really catch passes. Danny Woodhead catches passes. So what scares me is, I mean, I feel like Danny Woodhead could be on the field for half of the game <laughs> where, where Terrence West is going. Like, you know, I think on my thing, he's got he's average draft position of 112 and I've got him on 61. So I'm way higher on him than most people. Right. But you know I mean like for where he's going, I think he could be a huge value. He's just a guy that's going to get touchdowns. I feel I don't think he's going to have, you know, he's going to average more than 60, 80 yards a game or anything like that. But I think he's going to get touchdowns. That's a guy with like a good floor, but like a really low ceiling. That's how I look at him. I, I think I agree with you on that. Uh, definitely on that part of it. I mean, he had four yards of carry last year. He's not spectacular by any means, but but he's got there. There's opportunity there with Terrence West, like you said, for the touchdowns. Next guy, and last night actually ties into this, Paul Perkins. I know Paul Perkins, you know, the, the, the scores, the elusivity ratings and all that stuff that people like to talk about in college were really good for him. And you looked at him last year, and someone I think was on here with me last week and said, you know, he's just a guy. Um, the Giants, as we noticed again last night, the Giants, they, they just can't block they can't. Yep. I mean, Paul Perkins is someone that people were sort of excited about in the offseason. I've got him at 28th at running back. I'm going to look quickly at the MFLs where at running back he is going. And these are PPRs. He's going 31st at running back and going as an eighth round pick. I mean, he hasn't cost you much, but but does it, what kind of upside does Paul Perkins have? So a funny story the, in the flex draft. I, I took DeMarco Murray with my second pick and I said to myself, I got to get Henry. I've got to get him. Now, handcuffing is something that I don't think I've ever done or even really considered up until this year. And I don't know why that is. And I'm doing it. I'm trying to do it at the running back and at the tight end position. For me, there's a few running games. Like if I if I go nuts and I reach for Zeke and I, and I get him. You know, in the third or fourth round, if he falls, the suspension scares me. I don't think it's going to be six games. I think it's going to be three or four. So I I, I think if I take him, I got to go get McFadden early. And if I get DeMarco, I want, you know, I want to handcuff those guys or, or in Tampa Bay. Like those are the three handcuff situations. I want to have both of those backs. And I've never really done that. And with the tight ends, I, I you know, I, if I if I reach for Gronkowski, that I want Allen and a lot and Allen I'm taking a lot of my best ball leagues late because Gronkowski gets hurt. If he gets hurt, then Allen's the starting tight end for the new England Patriots. I'll take that all day long. Right. Also with, with Reed and Davis, Davis is the guy that I'm, I'm getting late in my best ball leagues because Reed never plays. He just like when he plays, he's amazing, but he just never plays. Vernon Davis will be the starter for the Washington defense or offense. And I love Kirk cousins and, and that offense too. But for me, like, Perkins is is getting disrespected. So I, I was going to go after Henry in the ninth. Ninth round is what I was kind of aiming for. So in the eighth, I took Perkins. But I contemplated Derrick Henry. And then right after me, he got taken. So yeah. I feel like if Paul Perkins isn't 
decent, I'm going to really regret it for the whole year. <laughs> like I'm going to look at that pick and, and cuss myself because I said I wanted to reach for Henry, but I thought maybe nine would be still reaching. But if you want Derrick Henry, you got to get him early because he's going high. So, so this is, this is interesting because you live in Nashville. Yep. Um, tell me, are you buying the Titans hype? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. 100%. So now based on last year, you, you talked about Corey Davis and they got Decker. They got to throw. I mean, they were pretty run heavy last year, but they're going to throw more based on the personnel they acquired and Mariota getting better. They're going to throw plenty more. Right. And how, how much does that affect Murray and Henry? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, they're a running team and they ran last year because they didn't have the depth at wide receiver. Like this is a completely different team at wide. Like the number one far, far and away last year was Rashard Matthews. He might be three, maybe four now. I think he starts this year as the number one. I think he lines up as the number one. But by the end of the year, Corey Davis is going to be the number one receiver on this team. Eric Decker is not going to come off the field. He's going to play in the slot because he scores touchdowns and he's, you know, he's an experienced guy. So if you have Matthews and Davis on the outside and you got Decker in the slot, you got Delaney Walker at tight end and you got maybe the best offensive line and one of the best running games in the whole league, like what do you what do you do? Like pick your poison. Do you bring a guy down low to stop the run and, and expose yourself down the field? Or do you pull that guy back and watch the receivers and watch the tight end run in a seam route? And now there's only seven guys down low and now DeMarco Murray's got the ball in the backfield. So to me, I, I think they're going to be a super potent. And I know that sounds like fanboy. I mean, because I live here, I'm a Titans fan. Right. But the truth but the truth is, is like, just think about the personnel. And I can tell you, I've gone over to a couple practices, uh, Tywan Taylor is, he's unreal. He's unbelievable slot guy, like little in the kind of like uh, West Welker kind of mold, very quick, catches everything thrown his way. The, like they're just offensively, they're just going to be able to do whatever they want, I feel. Whether you try to, st- if you try to stop the run, they're going to throw. And if you try to stop the throw, then they're going to run. And they're going to be able to do both. And it is the exotic smash mouth. And I think when people hear smash mouth, they just think, oh, well, they're just going to they're going to be running the ball. Well, it's exotic smash mouth. And everyone made fun of it last year. But I don't think anyone's making fun of it anymore. All right. You you just inspired me to look. The Titans, I I see it 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah, I I would put money on that for sure. I'm I'm not much of a gambler, but I mean, that's. And their defense is going to be massively improved too. Yep. Yeah, I got. I I like that. that for those odds, I like that a lot. Of course, last year last year I was right too. Last year I was on the Raiders at pretty good odds, and then when Carr got hurt, I got all eh, whatever. All right, another guy nobody loves, and this is more of a PPR guy, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. I get that Brandon Cooks is there, and that the running back situation is is interesting because they have they have. Three guys, and one of them might get cut just for space, but three guys who can catch the ball and you can move around a little bit. Julian Edelman's the type of guy. I, I don't understand why, if Julian Edelman's healthy, why he won't catch 80 to 90 passes because he's always at that kind. He, he can't, Basically, every time, he, as long as he's healthy, he catches six passes a game from Tom Brady. Why should this year be any different? Yeah, I don't – I feel like also the Titans uh, with New England is going to be very similar. It's going to be – pretty frustrating fantasy wise because of the targets. Like I think new England's receiving core is maybe the best one that they've ever had overall. Brandon cooks, Chris Hogan, like people forgetting Hogan and Mitchell Mitchell was awesome last year. Like he was, he was an awesome, awesome guy to have last year. You got Amendola still there. Like 
and, and Edelman, Edelman is almost this forgotten guy. And, you know, I mean, all he does is, you know, catch every single ball thrown his way. Him and Tom Brady are best friends. Like that doesn't go away. Like he's still going to throw the ball to Julian Edelman. I just feel like he's not the only game in town. So it's, if you can figure out what game he's going to have his say catches and you know, his, you know, 110 yards and a touchdown, then you'll be happy. He's a guy that it's like both. It's like his floor is really high, but his ceiling's really tight too, but it's not going to be every game. So it's just, it's classic Patriots. It's just maddening owning them because it's, you know, they don't, they don't care who, who gets touchdowns. They don't care who gets the yards. They just want to win football games. So they're just, he's going to throw it to the open guy. Maybe it's Edelman. Maybe it's Mitchell. Maybe it's cooks. Maybe it's Allen. Maybe it's Gronk. Maybe it's Burkhead. Maybe it's Gillies. Gillisley. Like the list goes on and on. And I feel like it's going to be super frustrating owning any of those guys. So I don't own a lot of them because I just don't want to have to make those decisions. I don't like making decisions. Okay. Um, yeah, I see with you. That is a crowded offense there. Um, I mean, at, at the price, let's see, Edelman is, where are we? Again, 25th wide receiver off the board, late fifth round pick in MFLs, which is PPR. So, okay. Um, I think even 80 catches might get me there, but I got to think about that. Okay. Allen Robinson's the next one. And I get Blake Bortles stinks. He might not mm-hmm. even start. He might not be on the team. Right. Um, but we've had bad quarterback play for Allen Robinson for the last couple of years. And last year it didn't work out the year before it did. What do you, what do you make of Allen Robinson being the 16th wide receiver off the board, maybe going in the fourth round? Is he a no go for you or is that price right? No, I feel that price is okay. And for me, like Bortles can throw the ball downfield better than Henny, but Henny's going to take care of the ball more. And I kind of like, I kind of like that that rookie too, Allen. That he didn't look terrible either. And so I think they're both probably a better option than Bortles. Like for me, the quarterback he, to play in the NFL because the windows are so small, guys are so fast. You know, you're 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 playing against the best in the world. Accuracy is is the most important thing for a quarterback, and Bortles has proven he's got terrible mechanics and he can't throw the ball with any sort of accuracy. So this has affected Robinson his his whole career. There, they had that one year where like you know they're down and he's just chucking it up at the end of the game, and and a bunch of times it worked out. That's not something I want to rely on, but I think with a better quarterback that can throw more accurately, then Robinson could be. He's a number one receiver. Like he's a ridiculously talented wide receiver. He's just never played with a good quarterback. Put him on 20 of the other teams, put him on San Francisco. And I'm, you know, he's going in the first round. If you ask me, I'm with you. I think he'd be, if if you had a comp, like we talked about competent, I was just about to say competent again about Hoyer. If you put him on with a competent quarterback, he'd be really, he's so talented. You're right. Yeah, ri- ridiculously talented. If he can look that good with Blake Bortles, imagine what he would do with with Cousins or or put him on Detroit or I mean, hell, even put him in Buffalo. I would like that. Yeah, I would yeah. too. I mean, Ty- Tyrod's shown he can he can throw the deep ball. So yep. yeah, I agree. All right, last guy, and and we talked about Tennessee's crowded receiving core. Delaney Walker. Look, so so we've got a whole bunch of new wide receivers in Tennessee, and the guys coming back are solid. Um, so lots more options, but do you think Delaney Walker who dropped off last year, he went from 94 to 65 catches, almost 1100 yards down to 800, but he still caught seven touchdowns. Do you think Mariota still looks for him in the red zone or is that too risky to, to count on for, 
for me now, it's too risky to count on. Like, so he had that one season, right, where he he blew up statistically, and he had all, you know, uh, which is at ninety four catches, yeah. all those touchdowns. Like, but he was like maybe the number one receiver on the team at that point. So now he's he's pushed farther down. Delaney Walker, I think, is you know a fifty to sixty catch guy, uh, a four to six touchdown guy. Now, with Decker, if Decker's on the field, he's going to be the number one red zone threat. He's he's a giant human being. He's proven that he is one of the best red zone threats in the last five or six years. So it's going to affect Delaney Walker. I'm not saying that he's not going to catch touchdowns. He's just the ball is going to be spread all over the place, and it's going to be a crapshoot on what week he scores and what week he doesn't. I think some weeks he could have, you know, four or five catches. 60 to, to 75 yards and a touchdown. And then other weeks, he's going to have two catches for 16 yards and no touchdowns. So, you know, he's a guy that I'm, I'm not taking just because there's too many games in town with tight end. I like volume. That's, that's what I look for. Um, and tight end, cause it's just such a crap shoot. Like after Gronkowski and the, the top couple guys, who knows, right. who really knows? Like it's, it's infuriating. So I just, I want to, I want a, a, a tight end, where I think he has the the ability to catch a bunch of balls. Okay. You have anybody else in that mid, not necessarily a late guy, but a guy in sort of the middle who's not getting enough love from people? Um, A a late guy was um, Robbie Anderson, but he's not in the middle. That's a guy that I think he's going to be kind of like, I mean, I'm not comparing him to Robinson, but they're good. They're they're a mess. Like yeah. the Jets are, are just a mess. But they're still going to be throwing the ball. I don't care what anyone says. They're still going to be throwing the ball and attempting to make it reasonable. Like, that. you know, less embarrassing, I guess, you know, would be a good way of putting it. Right. And Robbie Anderson's the number one wide receiver there. If he can stay healthy, which is a big if. I mean, he's slight. I mean, he is the human toothpick pick, I call him. Like, he's a tiny, <laughs> he's a tiny, tiny, slight, slight person. And uh, he's going to take some huge shots. Um, the quarterbacks are going to hang him out to dry several times and he's going to get killed. But if he can stay on the field, he's a guy that I, I really like. Um, middle of the round for me, like Jimmy Graham is, is a guy that's he's way down, I think, ADP wise. But for me, I've got him at 37th overall. OK, you got Jimmy Graham at 37th overall. Yeah. OK, so he's your was he fifth tight end? Um, he would be. Uh, no, he's my. uh my third. Your third. So you got Olsen yep. down below him too. Yep. Okay. Why so high on Jimmy Graham? So last year, so he's coming off that the, the ACL surgery. Like, you know, I think we have to change how we look at this. Uh, you, you know, for years, like, you know, you've been playing fantasy for 30 years. ACL was like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, he may never play again kind of thing. And now it's like, oh, well, eight months later, he's, he's back and he's normal. So, you know m- – Medical science has changed, and the reality is, is yes, it's serious. It might be the most serious lower body injury to to get, but guys come back from this all the time. So last year was his first year back, and he wasn't 100%, and he was really good. Also, Russell Wilson was playing on one leg, basically, and they had no running game. That's all changed. Russell Wilson is, they're saying, is in the best shape of his life. That's terrifying. They have a running game, whoever that's going to be. I don't know whether it's Rawls, whether it's, I wanted to be CJ Procise, but Me too. I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to be him. Like I wanted to be him so bad, but I, I don't think it will be. If anything, Pete Carroll has proven, you know, it, 
it's a competition at every position. And like he has he's peeny sunshine and he always says positive things. But one thing, look at his track record. They pay, paid Flynn, what was it, $10 million to be their quarterback? And then this unheralded short running quarterback comes in, Russell Wilson, and beats him. No one saw that coming. Right. And Pete Carroll just said, well, Russell Wilson's better, so he's going to play. And they paid Flynn all that money to sit on the bench. So, you know, they they don't care. The, the best player is going to play, and I think it's going to be C.J. Prozice by the end of the year. And Jimmy Graham, they're saying he's back to to, to full strength. He's back to, to near full speed. This, I mean, he is not even a human being. You know what I mean? Like 6'7", 260 pounds. Freak. How, yes. He's a freak. He's a freak. He's a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. I want that guy on my team. And, and by the way, Jimmy Graham last year, people, I think people look back and say, you know, well, he bounced back a bit and it was nice. Highest yards per catch of his career last year. Yeah. Targeted 95 times, 65 receptions, mm-hmm. almost a thousand yards. Like, I don't know what people were expecting coming off an ACL, but like, I feel like this year it's going to be that and more. Um, the, the offense is going to be way better than it was last year. Okay. And I'm with you on ProSize. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to draft him later. Um, and so related to something you said, what's the worst injury you ever suffered? Jeez, knock on wood. I've been pretty lucky. I, I broke my ankle. This is uh, very early on in, in, in uh, TNA wrestling. I broke my ankle on a Sunday show and I wrestled on it on a oh. Wednesday show. So that's definitely uh, probably my my worst injury is that the most painful I, uh, I dislocated my hip during a match and I wrestled like another six or seven minutes. That's the most pain I've ever been in my life. Uh, crippling. Like, I mean, I could barely stand up and somehow got through the rest of it. But yeah, I've been, I've been lucky. I, I always say this, like, you know, I, a lot of times I get, you know, kind of ragged on because I'm shorter. Like I'm not short. Like I'm, I'm five eleven. Right. I mean, like I'm not, I'm not a small person, but in wrestling, I, I look short, you know, like that's, that's just, that's the nature of the beast. But, uh, I feel like I was kind of designed by nature to do this. Like I've been doing it since I was 17. I'm 37 now, you know, so that's, that's a long time. Yeah. You know, I was 20, this summer will be the start of 20 years of doing this. And I've been doing it full time since 2004. I've never, never missed a single show from injury. Not one. So, so you, 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 you dislocate your hip mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I, I guess you, do you learn tolerance for pain or is it something you kind of have? Yeah, I think it's, it's in, in what we do, it's inherent. Like you, you become callous to it, you know, because of the repetition. And I would say this, like, like what we're doing, it's, it's not, you know, like people want to say, oh, it's fake. You know, it's, it's not real. Well, I got news for you, you know. <laughs> The only thing real on television, and that can be because I'm a wrestler, I'm going to question some some sports at some points. That's the only thing real on television. Everything else you watch is 100% scripted. The second most real thing you watch on TV is pro wrestling. <laughs> and I haven't had an off season in 10 years. So go ahead and do the math. Yeah. I'm I'm in shape this way and able to wrestle a 60-minute match any day, 365 days a year because there is no off season. I don't have time off. I don't, I, you know, n- no, none of the guys do. And I don't even work a very busy schedule compared to a lot of the guys. 
So it's, you know, it's something that you just, you become cows to, you learn to live with some guys, bodies deal with it, you know, just genetically, they just deal with it a bit better. Like I don't, I don't ache. I don't, you know, roll out of bed and, and, and have to stretch and warm up to, to walk around. I, I'm lucky that way. Like I, I truly believe I was built to do it. I have a, a normally large bone structure. I had a, a white blood cell disease when I was a kid called Pupira, where you become really susceptible to bruising and clotting. And if the go, that goes away, you get, I got rid of it obviously when I was a kid, uh, and you become less susceptible to clotting and bruising, bruising. So I joked about it on Steve Austin's podcast. I did with him. I'm like Walmart Wolverine is what I call myself. <laughs> I'm short, kind of hairy, you know, but, but I, I'm kind of like, I definitely don't have metal bones, but I've been pretty close. How much do you weigh? Uh, I'm 235 pounds. So another one compared to the other guys, compared to a lot of the guys, you're smaller, right? Yeah. The weight wise, weight wise, like I'm right there. Like I'm thick. You know, I think most people would guess that I'm two, two twenty, two fifteen. but like my actual weight jump on a scale is where right now I'm probably closer to two twenty five Cause I'm, you know, I'm working on getting a little bit leaner because you look bigger on TV, but most people would guess. And I'm like, I might be the only guy that wrestles on TV that gets like, whoa, you're way bigger in real life than I thought. Yeah, you, we, I get, I, we met I get last year. You're a big guy. Yeah, I get it all the time. I think a lot of it because of how I work and and how I wrestle and, and guys that I, I share a ring with. I think I seem I can seem small, but then you see me and then they see me in real life and they're like, like it's not that I'm tall, but I think it, I it kind of catches people off guard how big I am. I'm. I'm almost six feet tall and I'm 230 pounds. That's a big human being. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We want to recommend that you go to fantasysportsmarkets.com. Fantasy Sports Markets has the best DFS contests available with cash awards, big bonus prizes every day. And as always with Fantasy Sports Markets, there are no salary caps. You can draft whoever you want on your roster. Try the free to enter preseason football contest. You got week three coming up in a few days. The prize is a copy of Madden 18. Are you a Madden player? I am. Yep. Yep. Every year I've owned it since 1992. Every single copy. Got it. He owes me. He should, he owes me money. I feel (laughs) register today. Enter the promo code rotowire to get $15 of promotional credit towards your contest entries available to all us residents. Go to fantasysportsmarkets.com today. All right. I just wanted to talk about sleepers a little bit. Now we, we talked about them a lot though. We talked about Hoyer. We talked about Sproles. We talked about Robbie Anderson. Anybody else you, you sort of sneaky you're in round 50 and you're like, that's my guy. Yeah. JJ Nelson. Okay. There's a guy uh, that I like. So, uh, you know, like a lot of times you stop, co- coaches will come out and run down, uh, you know, their players. They're not letting their emotions get the best of them. These guys, these coaches are the best coaches in the league and they're doing it for motivation. I feel in the off season, the whole, oh, we're looking to trade Hyde and he might not make the team. That's all motivational stuff. Like do, if you believe they want Tim higher, Tim Hightower or the rookie Williams as their starting running back, you're insane saying that stuff in the off season is them saying, look, we pay you a bunch of money. We believe that you're a really, really good player, but we will get rid of you. If you don't start to produce, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. That's terrifying for a professional athlete, you know? So I feel like Arian's coming out and saying that stuff. He's saying someone's got to step up. John Brown's the sickest cell thing. You feel bad for the guy, you know, like that sucks. Like it's just a, it's just a, a genetic thing, you know, and there's nothing he can do about it. But it's affecting him. It's affecting how he recovers from from injuries, and and you know he he they might have to get rid of him. It's not going he's away. A guy, 
it's not going away. Like, yeah, it's not something that he, it's not from something he did or he didn't take care of himself. It's just a genetic thing that's, that he's going to live with for the rest of his life. And it affects, apparently affects people differently. But with him, it's just, he just can't get healthy. And you, he was awesome to watch when he was healthy and when he didn't know about the sickle cell thing. And he first started, he's a guy that stretched the field like crazy. Arians wants to, to play action and whip the ball down the field. He definitely wants to do that. You have to respect David Johnson and JJ Nelson is fast. I remember Arian saying it last year that he thinks with the ball in his hand, JJ Nelson is the fastest player in the NFL. Wow. So I, that's a guy like if you can get him late, the number two on a team that has a running back like David Johnson, the number two receiver is going to be wide open all day long. So JJ Nelson, I really like, and he would be without John Brown. He would be the deep threat because Fitz is more of an underneath guy. Yep. So, and, and what's the other Jerron Browns and underneath as well. Right. Um, all right. Everybody, listeners to this podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial, rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card required. That lets you check out almost all the features on the site. Check it out now, rotowire.com slash pod. All right, Eric, uh, between wrestling and fantasy football analysis, what do you got coming up? Well, uh, we we, uh, we just got done shooting Takeover in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, it's a huge kind of milestone for me. You grew up – I've been a wrestling fan since I was like four years old. So, you know, all I ever wanted to do was wrestle in the WWE and win a title. And uh, last Saturday I did that. So it was uh, it's kind of still kind of surreal, you know. Like uh, I'm, I'm blessed in the way that very few people can say that they do what they, they love. You know, th- that's a rare thing and very fewer – then that is like, it's all I've wanted to do since I was five years old. So like, I can say that like legitimately I live my dream every so- single day. I, I live in an awesome neighborhood and in Tennessee, I have an awesome house and a truck and a motorcycle and <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of debt. And my, you know, my wife is very well taken care of and my dogs live better than most people. So yeah, I, <laughs> I'm lucky, man. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm, you know, I often, you know, I'm the hardest worker in the room, but you know, it, it's all because I want to continue to live how I want to live. So it's a, uh, it's an amazing thing to, to be in this position. And, uh, I just, I just want regular season to start now. I'm right. ready. I know. I've, yeah. I don't, maybe it's this, I don't know what it is, but I'm so pumped for this year. I just, I can't wait for right. I'm, I'm a lunatic. I, I, I just, I eat this stuff up. Uh, hockey too. I, uh, my kind of draft prep is starting now already for hockey. So it's a, uh, it's a full-time job being uh, a quote unquote professional uh, fantasy player. Yeah. No kid. And, and for hockey, you had a long hockey season down there. Yeah. Yeah. Which was awesome. So I've been a hockey fan my whole life. I lived in Canada. Like you have no choice. You just like hockey. Uh, I still play hockey. I actually, I played last night in a rec league game. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, 30 years. I've the team I follow has never played for the Stanley cup. Wow. So that's a, bucket list. I was there for nine of the games. I do a bunch of stuff with the team. They take really good care of me. So I was in, I just, my schedule just somehow worked out that I was here uh, a lot. You know, I happened to be in Nashville a lot. So, you know, a lot of nights where I didn't get a lot of sleep and, you know, I was at the airport at, you know, five in the morning after a, a playoff game, but it was worth it, man. It was, it was amazing, amazing. And it could have gone either way. Right. All right. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. And Eric's got something else to do. Thanks a lot so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I'd love to do it again soon. Um, everybody, if you like this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. Leave us a review and a rating. That, that would help us out a lot. Uh, and thank you for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Football. Our next episode is going to be coming on Wednesday. Please check back then for more draft help for your fantasy league. For Eric Young, I'm John Halpin. See you next time.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.